0: What is going on, baseball fans? As you can see, I am not Jordan Lazowski here today. Uh, I am Diego Frangokrino, uh, stepping in to host uh, This Week in Baseball this week. And today, with me, we've got Jonathan J. Roy Roy, uh, James James Darcheski and Christian Loy. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Awesome. Doing pretty good, Diego. I'm doing good. Good to hear. Uh, So, uh, things will be relatively the same, maybe a little bit different uh, than our normal week-to-week this week in baseball. But, uh, as always, we'll start with our standings update. We'll go around the league in 60 seconds, um, and then seventh inning stretch. And then, as always, we'll also end with our what to watch for. So, if the season ended today, uh, for our standings update, we'll start with the American League. Uh, in the American League East, the Tampa Bay Rays are leading the Boston Red Sox by three and a half games. Uh, in the Central, the Chicago White Sox are in uh, first by ten and a half games. Um, and out West, Houston leads Oakland by two and a half games. Your wild card teams out there are Oakland and Boston. Uh, anyone have any words about the AL sides of things there? Cool. you know. Well, okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, White Sox are, you know, continuing to roll, you know, I think as we've kind of expected them to do as – based on their performance kind of the rest of the year, they've been playing really good baseball throughout. Uh, the Rays are holding on to their lead in the, the East, you know, and uh, even though the Red Sox have been scuttling, you know, they're still only three and a half back in that division – uh, and uh, Houston and Oakland are pretty much right where they were last week when I uh, when we were talking about this. Uh, two and a half ahead for Houston, and uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Not a whole lot has changed out east. Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot has changed, you know, in general. But we have had some shakeups this week for the first time in I don't even remember how long, but it's been a while. Uh, Christian James, any words about the the, the state of the East?
2: Of the American League East? American uh, not until we get to it later.
0: Okay, fair enough. Or any division, I guess, in the American League?
2: Uh,
3: the White Sox are just going to keep pulling away. Um, I have family members who think this is a special team. So,
0: Can any team that's uh, currently being led by Tony Larissa really be that special? Fair enough. Well... <laughs>
3: Well, when you're a bunch of White Sox fans, you're going to think a winning team's a special team.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Fair enough. All right. (laughs) So moving on to the National League uh, out east, we have the Atlanta Braves currently in first uh, over there. That's the division we've really seen shake up in nowhere else, Mm -hmm. really across baseball. Uh, They're currently ahead of the Phillies by a game and the Mets by two games. And also we are recording this on a Sunday afternoon. So, you know, Things gonna be shaken up by the time you guys are listening to this. So it's Sunday afternoon, but as of right now, that's where we stand in the Central. The Brewers eight games ahead of Cincinnati, and then out west, the San Francisco Giants. My San Francisco Giants up by four on the Dodgers. Our wild card teams in the National League are the Dodgers and the Padres, but the Padres are they only have a two game lead over uh, Cincinnati in the wild card, and they've been scuffling so. Uh, anyone have words on, you know, out in the National
1: League? Uh, yeah, we saw the East shake up a little bit in the past week. Last week when we recorded this, Phillies were up by a couple games. Now they're down one. Uh, they lost two of three to the Dodgers, and then they lost two of three to the Reds. And as you said, you know, the Reds are only two games back of the Padres in the wild card race. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't watched a ton of Reds baseball this year, but they looked like a really good team against the Phillies. You know, they – uh yeah you know, they got the job done two out three times, got big wins, and uh, I don't know, I think they could they could potentially make a run if the Padres continue to uh, just kind of tread water. I think, I think we kind of expected them to be they're, I mean, they are a really good baseball team, and they have been pretty good, but I, I don't know. I think the Reds could come in and steal that.
0: Yeah. Uh, Christian, any
2: thoughts? Uh, Yeah, with Tatis coming back finally, and hopefully he stays healthy, I don't think the Reds are catching them. They have a really solid pitching core, a really great bullpen. Um, But the Padres are just a better team overall. They're a much better
0: team. James, anything?
2: Uh,
3: I think the Reds can catch them. If you had told me, you know, on August 15th, 2021, the Dodgers would not be in first place. I would have laughed. And if that was the Giants who were ahead, like talent-wise, the Dodgers are more talented than the Giants. Talent-wise, the Padres are more talented than the Reds. But the Padres are starting to lose ground. They are winning today, at least the last time I checked. Mm Because... Tatis just cranked a no. home run off of Zach Gallen. The
0: one-one game but, right now. Yeah, oh, they just one-one. tied their back up. <laughs> yeah. Oh
3: god. <laughs> Making me look foolish. Uh, they're on. They're on shaky ground, and they need to start kicking it into the next gear for them to real for Padres fans to be comfortable. I think when you've had the history of suffering that that fan base has, you can't really feel comfortable right now.:
0: No yeah, you're definitely right there, so it's definitely it's a weird year, so maybe some more weirdness can happen. Uh, but anyway, um, now we'll move on to around the league in 60 seconds. Uh, give me your best recap of everything that's gone on you know the last week of baseball. Uh, we'll start with Christian. Oh, boy. Well, there was a no-hitter. We're going to get that to that later. Yeah, there um, was. Another one.
2: His first career start, only his third-ever game. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Blue Jays are my biggest story right now. Their offense, just everything is coming together. Vladdy is struggling a lot right now, but that lineup is so deep, and they've just been my like team to watch right now. They're all I've been focused on is the Blue Jays.
1: Yeah. Uh, J-Roy? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Christian mentioned the Blue Jays. I think, you know, last week we talked about how we were talking about the, uh, the AL East picture and we were always talking about the Rays, the Red Sox and the Yankees. But, you know, the Blue Jays are right there. Right. You know, they're not that far behind them. So, uh, you know, they're a team to uh, kind of keep an eye on. And, you know, Vlad is struggling a lot right now, but that's that's not going to you know, that's not going to be like that forever. So I think uh, they're in a good spot looking forward to the end of the season. Uh, I think the most significant things that uh happened is, you know, Chris Sale made his first start yesterday and mm-hmm. I don't even I don't even know how long and he looked really good. He gave up uh two bombs in the third inning, but besides that, he went 5 struck out 8. His stuff mm-hmm. looked pretty good. His uh average fastball velo was in the like 93 something. So, uh not not too too bad for him in his first start back. Uh, and then on the flip side of that, uh, you know, a couple of days ago, we found out Luis Severino s- so kind of suffered another setback. And, uh, you know, I made a joke the other day in VC about how, like, let's just face it, Luis Severino is not going to throw another major, major league inning ever. And, I mean, at this point, like, when is he – you know, we don't know when he's going to come back because it's been so long that it seems like he's, like, one step away from getting back on a major league mail and it just is not happening. So, uh I you know I love Severino. I hope he can figure things out and come back as soon as he can. But if you're a Yankees fan, you, know, you can't be too happy about that.
0: Yeah, Sevi, uh, hope hopeful for a recovery and for his health. But it's a lot of questions still surrounding him. Uh, James, what do you got?
3: Yeah, the Dodgers did something I didn't think was possible. They won in extra innings <laughs> twice this week snapping an 11 game i believe losing yes, streak it was in extra, it was 11 of course the giants yeah. fan knows correct about, they were one 11 <laughs> about losing in extra innings they were this was the worst stretch in extra innings since the 1969 montreal expos a team that lost 110 games so comparatively a team that many thought could win 110 games did this it's part of the reason why they're not in first place. But they did it, and uh, they're helping J-Roy's Phillies out by taking out the Mets after hurting J-Roy's Phillies and mm-hmm. <laughs> knocking them out of first place. But <laughs> other than that, Tatis is back, and George Springer's out for the Blue Jays, I think.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So that could be very uh, – that could set off a – domino effect for them because with Springer you have one of the most dangerous lineups in the game and without him it's just not as deep so best wishes to him in his recovery whether it's a 10-day injury or longer I hope he's all good
0: yeah like I mean we always want players healthy because you know Healthy players is better for baseball, better for everyone. Uh, but yeah, a lot of I think you guys really hit pretty much everything that I wanted to mention. Uh, no hitter yesterday, which we will talk about here a little bit more. Um, today we almost had a perfect game. We became, I think, four outs away from it. Um, with uh Tristan McKenzie out uh, in Cleveland against Detroit. I guess they were in Detroit, but. Uh, either way, um, yeah, so we'll move on into our seventh inning stretch. Uh, let me pull that up there. Uh, so, just like every week, uh, we've got uh, seven questions. We might go into extras today. We'll see uh, about, you know, just things in baseball. Uh, so, we'll get it started. So, inning one uh, this week's Field of Dream games, uh, Field of Dreams game was the most watched regular season game in 16 years. Uh, MLB has already announced that there will be another game next year and the Cubs are pretty likely to be involved. Or your thoughts on the game and should MLB continue to do these yearly? And who would you want to see play in them? And as a bonus, uh, give me your favorite baseball movie, because that's I just I just want to know. So uh, we'll start with JRoy. Okay,
1: yeah. So I mean the Field of Dreams game was a, a huge hit, it seemed like. You know, it seemed like it went over really well, ratings were up. Uh, And a lot of, you know, people on my Twitter timeline who don't really even follow baseball were talking about it. Uh, You know, I think the one thing that MLB did that messed up the game a little bit is the fact that it was blacked out on MLB TV. You know, so I only got to watch a little bit of the game. Like, does it make much sense? Like, this is the biggest, like, game, regular season game that they're, you know, they're doing this build up for. They created a field for it. And then. The people who are actually paying for movie TV can't even watch the game. I don't know; it seemed kind of dumb. But uh, you know, the game seemed like a lot of fun. We had a lot of heroics from different players. From Judge and then Tim Anderson with the uh, the walk off home run. Uh, it and the field looked awesome. It looked really cool. I there's I think of I can think of no reason why this should not be a yearly thing. It absolutely could be. And uh, I think in the future we might see some of the game's biggest stars, and uh, you know, like if we could see the Dodgers in it, or the Padres, or maybe the Angels next year when you know Trout's back and you got Otani there and Rendon. Like, there, it's it would be it's honestly a hard thing to mess up at this point. You've got so many teams with so much star power. I think that this is a like this is like a layup for the league. Like you know, they could. They they can they can make this a big thing so easily, and uh, you know it it was just a nice thing to see that it went over so well. You know everything like things like that are so good for the game and growing the game and extending it to a larger audience. And so I I was all for it. Uh, hopefully we can see this happen every year. Oh, and my favorite baseball movie, uh, I'm gonna go with Major League. I think, like, every time I watch Major League, it just puts a smile on my face. It's just funny. It, you know, it's just hilarious. I love it. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I think uh, Ricky Vaughn's character is so funny. I think the uh, – uh, whatever the guy's name is, who he does the All-State commercials. I'm forgetting what his name is. That guy, like, he's hilarious in the movie. Uh, the one who has, like, the bat – I don't – I don't know. I'm forgetting his name. And then you got like Willie Mays, Hayes. You have like a bunch of classic characters. Like the movie's just hilarious. It's a lot of fun. I think that there are other like what are the additions that are right up there. Like you know, I think Moneyball's great. You know, I think Field of Dreams is really good. But if like if I could only pick one, I think that like Major League just makes me the happiest. It's just the funniest, and so I like. I'm gonna pick it because of that.
0: Yeah, Major League's a good pick. There's like you said, a lot, a lot of movies out there, a lot of good stuff. And everything you said about um, the Field of Dreams game, like, yeah, for sure. Let's let's see what the other two here have to say about it. Uh, We'll go to James next.
3: All right, I'm going to go backwards. Uh, My favorite baseball movie is Field of Dreams. So I watched it before the Field of Dreams game, and I was just getting goosebumps the entire time. It's just one of those movies where, like, it can be corny. It's incredibly yeah. corny, but like if you buy into it, it's just so good, and it's so enjoyable. So watching that, and then you watch the game, they really played into what makes the movie so great, because the movie it just it's about a man's love of baseball and how it connects everyone, you know it he didn't have a great relationship with his father, but both of them loved baseball. So, that's why it's my favorite movie. And that's why I was super excited for the Field of Dreams game. They did a great job with it. Uh, most watched game in 16 years. So, obviously, people who aren't baseball fans were watching. And I think the MLB struck a gold mine. Do I want to see more of it absolutely i think this could be like the mlb's version of the nhl's winter classic where every year two nhl teams just go out uh and go to an outdoor venue and wear modern versions of old jerseys and have fun you know it's a big i think it could be a big deal like that for the mlb as for next year, I don't want to see the Cubs in it. I just don't think they'll be that good. But if it has to be the Cubs, they should play the Reds. Just because like that would be such a good matchup. Like Those games are always intense. It doesn't matter if they're good or if they're bad. And we would see some pretty cool throwback uniforms from both teams. So Cubs versus Reds if we have to see next year's cubs in the game
0: that's that's fair i don't think reds came off or you know came to my mind when first thinking about cubs matchup but i Mm -hmm. i like it uh christian what do you got
2: um so firstly the game was beautiful uh like everything about it was beautiful i'm um I'm a movie connoisseur. I love movies, and I love the 80s era, and I love how cheesy it is and how corny it is, and Field of Dreams is a perfect representation of that 80s cheesiness that I do love. Um, so when Kevin Costner walked out of the cornfields, I teared up. When the, all the baseball players came out of the cornfields, like, I, oh, that that gave me goosebumps. That was like, I That's was blown stuff. away by that. Um, I think this can go on forever, yeah. This could easily replace the All-Star game, in my opinion. Um, you could do a whole bunch of different types of fields from movies and historical landmarks. We could do so much stuff with this. My favorite movie is, um, uh, probably Moneyball, I have to say, baseball-wise. I, uh, it sparked my love for analytics to a whole new degree. And, like, that's all I talk about now. That's all I love. Like, that's just what I pay attention to, you know? And, um, so with Moneyball, I've gotten myself more invested into baseball and just, I've fallen in love with it more. I've gotten into Diamond H.S. from Moneyball. So definitely my favorite movie.
1: Christian, uh, how about instead of replacing the All-Star game, we just have both. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> I like it. I
0: like the take, though. That's that's, that's interesting. Yeah, I agree. What's yeah, your favorite any, like,
3: baseball movie, Diego?
0: Oh, my favorite baseball movie is um, Little Big League. It's, Mm. I just, I love that. It's my favorite movie. Not even just, it's my favorite movie. (laughs) I love that movie so much. That's a take. It is, (laughs) but like also, um, that's a take. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's, I don't know what it is about it. It's just, I I love that movie. I can watch it just forever. But I also, Christian, I also really like what you said about, um, like we can bring in more, like, you know, fictional stadiums. And stuff. I think if they were to do that, it'd be super, super cool. Like I've seen it floating around on Twitter. Uh, people are like, "We can do Sandlot. You can do, um, you know, um, from the Little, backyard little backyard series baseball.
2: and have backyard baseball." Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Cool. I'm like, that would be awesome. And you know, I think it's something they could look into. But I mean, I think next year, if we get the Feudal Dreams, you know, game back, uh, and it does just as well, I think they'll open up those sort of conversations to see what they can do because it's definitely going to be. A big, like Jerry said, a good gold mine for MLB and the Boses at the top. Right, so, moving on to inning two. From first place in the NL Central to a complete fire sale, the Cubs are in a weird, a weird spot. And, you know, many of their fans would say it's an unwatchable Cubs team again. And, you know, for most people, the Cubs weren't watchable in the first place. But, uh, anyway, uh, this week they became the first team <laughs> – in almost 20 years, to allow five or more runs in the first two innings in three consecutive games. When would you anticipate the Cubs to be competitive again? And what sorts of moves would they be looking to make this offseason? Or should they be looking to make, I should say. And uh, we'll start with Jeroy.
1: Uh, Yeah, Um you know this cubs team is is not fun to watch right now they traded away anyone who was who's worth watching like Rizzo Baez, Bryant Kimbrel uh at this point they've they've committed to the rebuild you know they've they've committed to just selling everyone and they've gotten back some you know some decent prospects uh Killian who they got back from i forget which team they got him from i was looking at his numbers earlier he's got the potential to be uh, pretty good uh, Pete Crow Armstrong's a pretty good young player. Uh I have a lot of faith in him. I think he can be good in the future. Uh Patrick Wisdom has been really good for them this entire year. He's been kind of a bright spot in that organization. Uh you know, they're getting that they, you know they've got a lot of new prospects for uh for their for the, all the players they traded away. I think in in the offseason they can you know, we're, we're going to see an awesome shortstop class this offseason. They could maybe go out and make a move for, you know, one of Story, Correa. I don't know. I, I'm not sure what their cap situation looks like and have to look looking at it with money and stuff. But uh, I, I think they could probably uh, uh, swing one of those players. Maybe they could go out and get some pitching. I think that would be a good thing for them because, I mean, you know, I – their pitching staff's not super strong right now. Uh, you know, I they're they're in a weird spot. I think they're they're in kind of the worst spot you want to be in as a fan of that team where you all the players that you've kind of grown to love over the past few years are now gone. And now you're like you gotta like mentally prepare yourself to like this is like what happened with the Phillies in like 2012. Like you just have to like mentally prepare yourself, like you know what, we're not gonna be good for a few years and you just have to be okay with it. And uh you just gotta kind of you know learn to enjoy the enjoy the process, so uh yeah, I think the Cubs have some options they could go a bunch of different ways with it um yeah, All right,
0: Christian.
2: Um, speaking of the Phillies, it's uh nine years and you're still in that process. No. But going, to the Cubs, <laughs> going to the Cubs, I don't believe they're gonna be competitive this year, next year, anytime soon. Uh, they have holes at virtually every position now. That lineup consists of Rafael Ortega, Schwindel, Wisdom, Boat, Hayward, Torinos, and Romine. You could have an elite pitching staff. That's a 79 win team. That it's it's horrible right now. Wisdom has been bright. Um, he's looked nice. But he's old. He's he's not really doing anything. They made great trades this uh deadline. They got Pico Armstrong, he's my favorite prospect they got back. But everyone they got back is three to four years away from their debut. This is this is not a team that wants to be competitive. They have no inclination to spend. If they do spend this um this offseason, I think they're gonna go for someone like Andleton Simmons, Alex Avila, CJ Crone. And then go for someone like Cameron Mabin or Dexter Fowler for the pitching. I can see them going for one of Matt's Miley or Heaney, but no long-term deals, just a lot of short-term deals that they can look to trade during the deadlines.
3: Yeah. I
0: like the take, uh, James.
3: Um, so for, I wish this was a Laz this week only because I could just say never they're never going to be good again and my points are <laughs> just I'll give you points for
0: club slander. <laughs> um, <laughs> I enjoyed some and club my, slander. My,
3: my family, they're all White Sox fans, so never for the, uh, if that's what you want to hear, never. But realistically they're like three years away from being three years away. I I don't know what their plan is. Uh, I think this offseason they're going to have to trade away Kyle Hendricks. That's probably the next move is trading him and Wilson Contreras away. Is it going to be easy? No, but it's what you have to do. You have to maximize the return on what's what's not nailed down to your rebuilding process. I don't see anyone on that team where, where I can realistically say, yeah, He will be a part of the next winning Cubs team. So if there's someone who is willing to trade with the Cubs, Jed Hoyer's phone should be ringing this offseason, and he should pick up every single call. I don't think he can really say no. This player is untouchable. But I do like the pickups. Uh, The U Darvish trade, it's starting to look better for them since some of the younger prospects are showing, hey, maybe they can be legitimate major league players. It's just they're three years away from being three years away. So let's see what course they take in the offseason with rebuilding. If they trade Contreras and Hendricks, that remains to be seen. But if they do, it's going to be a long rebuild. Although they spent 108 years rebuilding before then, so probably won't be that long.
0: Yeah, so I like, yeah, I don't think they're close either. I think three years, four years, and then they can start thinking about being competitive again, kind of like Christian was saying. But also, three years away from being three years away very well could also be the case. Uh, But we'll move on here to inning number three. So, sometime in the near future here, Miguel Cabrera will become the 28th player in major league history to hit 500 home runs. He's been sitting on 499 for a few days now. So it's good. It's going to happen soon. So, So Cabrera easily a hall of famer, but where does he rank amongst the best players of all time? And do you think there are any other players in baseball that can eventually reach that 500 home run mark as well? And we'll go right back to James for this one.
3: Um, So I believe he's under contract for a few more years. He's one home run away from 500, and he's less than 50 hits away from being at 3,000. He's going to get playing time, so he's going to reach those milestones. And when he does, I think he will be considered inner circle Hall of Fame. It's not a long list of players who have won multiple MVPs, won a World Series, Hit 500 home runs and 3,000 hits. That's not a long list. So he's an inner circle Hall of Famer, not just a Hall of Famer. That man is special. As for who could be the next 300 home run hitter or 500, excuse me. Uh, Three names popped out to me. John Carlos Stanton, just because he has so much power. Mike Trout, just because he's Mike Trout, and Bryce Harper, because all three of those have at least 250 home runs. Uh, Trout and Harper were both under 30 to start the year and don't really have any signs of of declining, and Stanton is just going to play for a while because he's signed for another, like, Ten years with the Yankees, it feels like. So, if I had to pick, it would be one of those three.
0: Uh, J.Roy.
1: Uh yeah. So when when I was thinking about this question, I was thinking like, man, like Cabrera's got to be like a top twenty-five player ever. Like he, you know, he's like a two-time MVP. Like he's he won you know a triple crown. But then I thought about it more, and I was like. He he's he's maybe not even a top five player of this like the last twenty years or so because is like is he better than he's not better than Trout he's not better than A-Rod. he's not better than Pujols he's not better than Kershaw he's not better than I guess we could say Degrom at this point I don't know I mean and he, he is he better than Adrian Beltray not really you know so so I mean I I think that. I, I you know, and I was looking into it a little bit. And if you set the minimum PA at like five thousand, he's forty first all time in WRC plus, which is awesome. He has like a one forty three WRC plus for his career. That's crazy. So I mean, and you know his er his uh, WAR is a little bit lower than that because you know he spent a lot of time at first base. Whatever. We're not going to hold that against him. Uh, you know, I, I think that I think that he's probably like a top fifty ish player of all time. I think that's a good place to put him. He, you know, he checks off the all the boxes from a resume standpoint. Uh, you know, he's a, he's got a World Series ring. He's a two-time MVP. He won a triple crown, which almost no one can say that they've done. And and he was a consistently awesome hitter for like over a decade. So I mean, he he is I you know I would agree with the assessment that he's an inner circle Hall of Famer. I think uh I think top fifty would be a pretty good place to put him. All time, and the other question: Oh, who do I think could be? Who who do I think could get to 500? So I picked two names. I think Nelson Cruz is gonna get to 500 for sure. I like I I know he's 40. He's literally 40 right now, and he's still like 60 away, something like that. But I mean, I he, the guy's not slowing down. Like I think he can get to 50. I hope he plays till he's 46. If that means he has to get to 500, I'm I'm here for it. And then. I I'm gonna go no on Stanton just because I I I think that his health is not gonna like I don't I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna gamble that's a gamble but I'm gonna gamble here and say that Stanton's health will not hold up well enough for him to get to 500 and then Trout, Trout will hopefully sleepwalk his way to 500 I think I think he'll I'm picking him to get there Bryce was one I thought a little bit about but you know like Bryce is at his like. Bryce is in his prime right now and he's not hitting a ton of home runs you know like right now like he's having an MVP caliber year right now and he's hit 21 so far so he he would have to play deep 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 into his 30s to get to 500 which he could absolutely do but I you know as much as he walks like I think later on in his career he might he just might not I don't know I, I'm, I'm gonna say that Bryce probably narrowly misses 500 home runs. Uh but so yeah, I'm gonna pick uh Nelly and Mike
2: Trout. All
0: right, Christian.
2: I hate that I went last on this because they've covered pretty good ground. Um I wanna yeah. preface this with uh I love Miguel Cabrera. Okay, don't get me wrong. I love him. He stole two MVPs from my goat, but I love Miguel Cabrera.
1: Uh-huh.
2: He's not top fifty in F war among position players. He's fifty-eighth. Uh He's 11th among first basemen. I know J-Rourke can attest defensive positioning hates first basemen, but he's 11th Mm -hmm. among first basemen. For WRC+, plus among players with 9,000 plate appearances or more, he's 25th all time. That should tell you something about his hitting. We all know it. It's one of the best. It is one of the best, truly. It's going to go down as he ages, obviously, um, but that's fine. As far as uh, players who's going to reach 500, I did say Trout obviously Stanton and Harper were both on mine. They have 10 years each left on their contract minimum. They have all the time in the world. And then Nelson Cruz, yes. He's he was seemingly healed by John Coffee of Green Mile. Like he is ageless. He does, he is ageless. Yeah, I would put all my money on Nelson Cruz hitting 500 home runs.
1: Okay, Christian. So if you had to put a number on where you'd put Mickey, like where, like what do you think it would it would be?
2: among position players sure <laughs>
1: sure. I could, that ch- that changes my answer a little bit but yeah
2: not not top 30
1: okay i agree with that i agree not, I, I, not, probably not takes. top 40 either good
0: takes. well yeah. james i feel like i didn't give you enough points for things you said so i'm gonna throw you an extra one there all right <laughs> i was thinking i'm like you said things that i just dev- definitely didn't give you points for that i liked so there's an extra point for you it's all right <laughs> I right, think yeah, but, uh,
3: Laz said next. My next uh, this week in baseball appearance, I get negative five points for something I said at the trade. Yeah, demo. but it was White
0: Sox slander, so I'll actually give you another point for that now. Uh, yeah, but I that, I really I mean, like the Nelly tough pick. to do that. <laughs> yeah, but but um, I really like the Nelly pick from y'all. That's Nelson Cruz, ageless wonder. I hope he plays another five seasons, just because mm-hmm. it's Nelson Cruz. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Only 59 away. He can absolutely do it. He can absolutely do it. Yeah, like Trout, um I like that. Harper, I think is, yeah, he's going to be close, I think. I don't know if he meets it, but I can definitely see it happening. Uh, a, mm-hmm. a name that I was surprised no one brought up, a couple, were uh, Soto and Tatis, just because they're so young and they'll have the time and they have, you know, the general power to do it just because, they, like they said, they, f- they spend 15 years in the majors, mm-hmm. like, it could. It's definitely possible. I was expecting to hear maybe a younger guy or two but. for for their
2: age alone is why I did not. We've seen yeah. multiple shoulder problems from Tatis that right, could right. take away a career. So I don't want to like. Sure. Um. Yeah. Juan Soto is awesome. I love him. Uh. He could probably hit five hundred. He walks a lot. He's gonna be in the league forever. So yeah, I I could easily see yeah. him. But with My young credit. guys, yeah. You
1: know, some someone if if we're gonna throw Bryce's name in. We might as well throw Machado's name in there because I was thinking about it. Too, That's yeah. fair.
0: That's a good assessment.
1: Bar- yeah, because right now Bryce is at two fifty three, Machado's at two forty-four, and I'm pretty sure they're like
2: the exact same age. Something yeah, around that. Not only that, but Machado is starting to hit more home runs like uh per at bat than mm-hmm. Harper is. Like he's just he's hitting for more power, he's elevating the ball more, he's maturing more. The uh so I could easily see Machado. The only reason
3: I didn't really – I didn't include Machado and some of the other younger guys just because my criteria was you already have to be halfway there
1: for Which me to fair. start
3: considering.
1: That, that's a, that's yeah. a good, that's actually a pretty good cutoff. That's a, absolutely cutoff. fair. Mm-hmm. It, I was surprised that Rizzo has 246 have, at like, 31. That's not bad. Like, for- No
3: disrespect to anyone who has gotten to like 200, 240. I don't care. If about, I don't care about that in terms of hitting 500 home runs. You got to be at least halfway there for me to even consider. Like, we're not talking about Albert Pujols breaking Barry Bonds' home run record, even though he's at like 670. Like, you just have to know the context behind these records and these milestones. That's that's why I didn't consider some of those other guys, but they are good guesses.
0: Yeah, like you could. I mean, I'm sure we could all talk about it forever. Like, who do we think could get there amongst youngsters or yeah. older guys? But I think all of your answers were good. Um, I just wanted to throw in a couple of those young names just for the fact that you know we could. For sure. So,
3: and if it were uh, 2011, I'm pretty sure J. Roy would have said Ryan Howard will <laughs> hit 800. I'll still say it. I mean, he <laughs> could come Jesus back. He's in the leagues. He could. He could hit big league pitching right now. I believe. And and that's why he was cut by the Rockies minor league.
0: (laughs) Anyway, um, let's move on. Um, So we're going to move on here to uh, inning number four, fact or fiction. You love watching the little league world series, and it should be something that more baseball fans watch and enjoy. Uh, We'll go with Christian first
2: uh yeah i love it I, I think my interest in it varies depending on the year but this year i have definitely absolutely just loved every bit of it um there's certain certain years you have people like monet davis and just highlight names that like those storylines are fun betting on those i'm not a betting man but betting on those games is also extremely extremely fun uh yeah i think everyone should watch the little league world series because it is fun and you will see some of those players eight nine years from then, and you will not forget it because no announcer ever will let you forget it. As we met with Todd Frazier, <laughs>
0: there we go. That's the name I was waiting for. <laughs> James, uh,
3: I do enjoy watching the Little League World Series every year. Doesn't matter uh, who is playing, just it's fun to watch baseball. It doesn't matter if it's minor league, if it's Olympic, if it's Little League, if it's Not if it's the Cubs, Uh, but it's fun to watch baseball. It doesn't matter who's playing. And I'll throw another little league legend out there, Cody Bellinger for Arizona in 2007. Oh, oh, you're going to (laughs) detract points for that. Okay.
0: I like that. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. They always have good good sound
3: bites from the kids, you know, like I hit dingers you know, or there's the or there's the female catcher. I forget what her name is, but she's outstanding. Mm-hmm. So it's stuff like that. You just love to see it, and you love to see our love for the game, Pat, like grow in these younger kids.
0: Yeah, yeah. love that take, uh, Jeroy.
1: Uh yeah, you know, League World Series is fun to watch. I I'm not as into it now. Like I, when I was younger, like when I was around those kids' ages, I like man, it was. I would watch every single game. I would watch every single game because I think in a way I almost like looked up to those kids. I was like, yeah, like man, like man, like if I was better at baseball, this is that would be me. You know, like that would be me up there. But uh, you know, like I still like watching it when it's on. I think that. Uh, J- uh, Jimmy, you brought up a good point about how uh, if you're – like if you're a baseball fan, you're going to like watching baseball regardless what level it's at because we just like baseball. And I completely agree with that. Whether it's college, whether it's major leagues, whether it's uh, Little League World Series, it's fun to watch baseball. And so for that reason, yeah, I think that if you consider yourself a fan of baseball, you should derive at least some enjoyment from, from watching it at every level. Because, you know, these major league guys – a lot of them were were here at one point. So,
0: yeah, baseball. I said this before on previous you know podcasts or hot mics or whatever. Uh, just baseball is baseball, and like no matter where what it is, it's just fun. It's great to watch. And I definitely agree with both what James and J. Roy said. Also, I'll give five points to anyone who can name the the female catcher who plays at Texas this year. No one. <laughs> Let me look it. No. Up.
3: How much time, how no, much time able, do I have?
0: You get like two more seconds. Uh, Ella Bronning. Yeah, you looked it up though, so you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually yeah.
1: knew that though. Dang it! I actually- so why'd you look it up? <laughs> yeah, I know, but I, I knew it. Like I like man, that name.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah, Ella Brunning. She's been fantastic. If you haven't seen like the clips or anything, she I know she um she pitched too um in one of their games. I think she threw two shutout innings as well, um, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, just Lily World Series. It's just, it's just fun. I enjoy it a lot, too. Uh, I always thought, uh, when I was younger, watching it, because I didn't play baseball at that age, I'm like, man, I could do that. Like, or I, <laughs> if I would have stuck with it, and then I didn't, so it's fine.
3: Plus, you could just say, go baseball. Like, it's not like uh, sure. watching it with the majors or the Olympics. Like, You don't need to have... You could just root for a good game, and there's mm-hmm. no... There's just no attached, really. rooting, in, rooting interest. Like, yeah. if one team loses, well, they played a good game. It's just fun. Yeah.
0: I'll generally root for um, you know the teams that are from kind of where I'm from. Mm-hmm. Like I've uh, sure. I've been rooting for the the Pacific Northwest team this year, uh, just because you know that's where I'm at. So, but I used to root for the California teams a lot. I was it was younger. fun
2: watching that Long Beach team.
0: That uh, Long Beach team was really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Right. I did have fun
3: watching Jackie Robinson West, and then it wasn't fun after that <laughs> happened.
0: That's fair. Yeah, there's some surprising amount of scandals in the Little League World Series. If you've never looked uh, up the the Philippines team from, I think, the 90s. If you don't know that story, I highly encourage you to go look it up and watch some videos on it because it's crazy. Uh, anyway, moving past it. Uh, Earning number five, Chris Davis. Previously of the Orioles announced his retirement this week due to injury um, in the, the or in the sixth season of his seven-year one hundred and sixty-one million dollar contract. Where does this contract stand amongst the worst all-time in baseball history? And we'll start with James.
3: Um. So my instant reaction, and this was, and this is a bad take, but it's. Just as bad as Bowers is, and Bowers is a good player, but he's a horrible, horrible guy off the field. And I don't I, know whether
0: to give you points for that or not.
3: I, I I'm slandering a Dodgers player.
0: I know, but also just keep keep going, keep talking. The keep problem
3: talking. is that I don't think he'll ever throw an R pitch for the Dodgers again, and it, it's not bad in terms of like value. It's just. It really shows it really shows a lot of issues with the Dodgers it, 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 it's just left a bad taste in my mouth. I hate that you know you don't want to see your team make this kind of mistake where it's like the vetting process was just bad. I I don't want to say anything about the case, but it I I am perfectly content with Bauer never throwing another pitch for the Dodgers. I, I would be happy if he doesn't, which is... Right, so what about
0: Chris Davis? <laughs>
3: not great. Uh, Chris Davis, worst contract I've ever seen. Uh, he became a negative war player pretty much a year into that. Had an 0 for 54 stretch, which was partially due to luck, but partially due to him striking out a lot. Like, he struck out a lot when he was hitting, you know, 50 home runs a year, but you can, that happens when you're hitting home runs. It's just... His power stroke left him, and he couldn't stop striking out. He could pitchers adapted to him, and he couldn't change the way he played. It's convenient to me that, it, and it probably is part of the reason why the Orioles stops being good after that contract was signed. So probably the worst ever in terms of value and return on investment.
0: Fair take. Uh, Christian.
2: All right. Well, as you can see, that is a very sad Jersey. I'm an angels fan. I have two of the worst two the two worst contracts in history. Albert Pujols, Josh Hamilton. I mean, I, we don't need to even go into those. They both were just horrible, horrible, horrible. horrible. Um, yeah, he's a top five worst contract of all time. It's a shame. I mean, I think it was the most ill-advised contract of all time. I think even looking at stats back then, even if you weren't an analytical fan, or if you were an analytical fan, it did not matter. Both of them said, why the hell are you extending Chris Davis for this much right now? None of it made sense. Um, I feel bad for the guy. I love Chris Davis. Uh, hearing him talk about his struggles, like, I, I love him as a player. It's, it's a shame he sucks. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, like third or fourth worst contract ever.
1: J-Roy. Yeah, I I mean, I think objectively the Chris Davis one is the worst ever. I think it's it's a terrible contract on so many levels. And like Christian said, I love Chris Davis, man. The guy hit absolute – Hanks in his prime, and he has one of my favorite swings. Like I, I, think his swing is so smooth. I, I loved watching Chris Davis hit, but like you said, it—he's just not a good baseball player. I think some other ones that uh, are worth mentioning, just like you know, Carl Crawford for seven years, 142 million back in 2011. That was a terrible deal, deal for the for the Red Sox. You know, another one that I thought was uh, kind of interesting is like uh, Miggy's contract, like eight years, 248 million. In 2016, like that's a rough contract, man. Like, as much as of, of a legend as you know, Mickey is like that, like, he is not produced to even come close to warranting that. And one that kind of just made me lol Jason Bay for your 66 million. <laughs> I just thought that was hilarious. Like, I haven't thought about Jason Bay in years. Uh, and last one, I think we're gonna, uh, Jacoby Osbury's contract with the Yankees is is a is an all-time bad one for certain. So mm-hmm.
0: yeah, a uh, lot of bad contracts out there for sure. Chris Davis is an example of what not to do, I feel like. like this was especially bad. Yeah, like Christian said, even at the time it was like, sure, okay, but like why? I think the the idea was, you know, the the Orioles were gonna be competitive, they wanted to keep their guy. But it was just—I mean, seven years, one hundred sixty-one—that's absurd. And then, not to mention, they have forty-two
2: million left to pay over the next fifteen years, mm-hmm. and it's going to hurt them going on forward. Like that's a, such a horrible contract—the deferrals in it, none of it makes sense for anything with Baltimore. Yeah.
0: Chris Davis is the sole beneficiary of that contract, and like he fleeced the Orioles. Let's so just—how it worked.
3: Chris Davis is an agent. One of the greatest of all time,
0: apparently. Uh, yeah,
3: I mean, he—he he had his. It's not like he was a bad player. He was what third in MVP voting in 2013. He was a good player. It, it's just bad contract, but can't fault Chris Davis. No, oh, yeah, and,
2: absolutely. Like, I want we to can just it up his name into this mix too, <laughs> uh Five, four years, 100 million with the Angels. He been horrible i love justin upton like if you follow me on twitter you'll see me praising my boy i love justin upton
0: he's uh, been like 2019... decent this year hasn't he no yes and no <laughs> um <laughs> he, he's one of the
2: streakiest hitters of all time he's oh, been yeah. super injury plagued uh tw- 2019 was downright horrible 2020 was horrible until september where he popped off it was horrible for the first half of this year that he had a three-week stretch of best hitter of all time again he got hurt, came back. He's been two for his last 25. It's been a really rough contract. You still have like $60 million left to pay on it. Um, well, I guess only $35 million now, but it's rough for sure.
0: How long does that contract run till? Uh, after next, next year. year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Pujols
2: and, Ota- or Pujols and Upton's contracts both clear out before we have to extend Otani. So I that's thought, uh, isn't
3: Pujols' contract done after this, this year. year? Yeah, this year yeah. is
2: Pujols, Upton next year, Otani the year after. All right, Money's nice. coming off the books at least. It's gonna go
3: right it. back on <laughs> until Art Moreno <laughs> decides to chase the next non-pitcher.
2: Yeah, I, don't know. I want pay. Carlos Correa on the Angels. Frankly, nothing.
3: Right. I mean, I I can see it just because Art Moreno loves paying stars.
0: It's true. So and we'll move we'll move on past that contract and on to another one. So this year, 34-year-old Brandon Crawford received a two-year extension from the San Francisco Giants. What does this mean for the Giants moving forward? And since they're likely out of the market for a big-name shortstop this offseason, what team is most likely to swoop in and pick one up that, you know, you might not have thought about before? And just so you know, um, Laz wrote this question. I did not write this question. I'm not even the one who wrote this, so <laughs> I don't want to throw that out there. Uh, we'll start with Christian. All
2: right. So I've really liked this extension for the San Francisco Giants. Brandon Crawford is a good player. This has been a resurgence for him. Uh, they signed him for below market value, which is huge. Lance Lynn also signed a similar extension. I, uh, it, It's weird for the Giants. It makes me like I'm not sure what they want to do now, um, spending money-wise, because uh, Brandon Belt, Buster Posey, also free agents after the year. Who do you let go you can't really let go of buster posey he's been the captain of the giants in my eyes since he's debuted
0: really? uh he's
2: been the best catcher in baseball since he's debuted and i mean brandon belt's a lifer too but joey bart has made himself a real emergence he needs MOB playing time and uh so you're gonna have to figure out a way to platoon brandon belt buster posey and also uh <laughs> joey bart within that like it's there's a lot of questions there um teams going forward for a shortstop. i um i said anaheim earlier i'm going to mention them again i still think they're going to be very much so in the market for trevor story or carlos correa and um as an angels fan i'm perfectly fine with it i i know everyone's like we have to sign an ace we have to sign an ace yes we do max scherzer is not going to be extended by the dodgers and uh, that's going to be a guy they're going to be aggressive for um from sources this season we had made uh plenty of trade offers for him we just our farm system's not good enough I uh a team that no one's really talking about is the Detroit Tigers I think they're going to be the most in market for a shortstop um Scott Bentley knows that I mean he he preaches it every single day we all know it because we hear him preach it every single day Uh, but I I fully believe in that that's already a second place team well they lost today so they're not in second place but that's second place team already in a year that they had no chance of uh competing in and uh, so i i do think they're going to take the next step forward towards the big shortstop and lastly would be atlanta i know they have dansby swanson and i know he's emerging a lot but i still think that they can um go out and trade for a big shortstop uh i don't think however the san francisco giants are out of it i think Corey seager is still very much so in play if not for shortstop then for second base but I still very much so see Seeger and the Giants aligning together.
0: Uh J-Roy.
1: Yeah, so this uh, this deal for the Giants just tells me that they're gonna ride it out with their guy. You know, Brandon Crawford has been their shortstop for a decade now, and he's been really good. Like this year, he's put up he's a four-win player right now. And we're we're two-thirds of the way into the season. He's been awesome. Brenner Coffers put together a nice little career for himself, 26 career F4. Like he, you know, he's won, you know, won multiple World Series. I mean, he's he's got a nice little career going uh, and he's still really good. Like he gets older and he's still been j- just rock solid for them. Uh, you know, you bring up interesting points, Christian, with uh, about Belt and Posey. You can't let go of Posey. You know, Posey is the guy. Posey's been their guy for as long as, and, and Belt's been re- really good too over the last few years for the Giants. So they've got a little bit of a dilemma there. But, you know, I think that, I think this is a really good move for the Giants going forward. I don't think they have to worry about Crawford declining too much. I, don't, I you know, I think, I don't think they have to worry about that for a little while longer, uh, especially because he's on track to like have his best season of his career this year. Uh, I'll say that I I had thought about Atlanta for a shortstop. I think that they that could be a really good landing spot for someone. I think that they could move Dansby around. I I you know I'm am a Dansby Swanson believer. I think that he is. I think that his potential versatility is underrated. I think that if they go make a play for a Story or a Correa or even a Corey Seager, I think they could make that work and. If if they made that kind of move, it would be it'd be lights out in the N. L. East. Philly Philadelphia cannot hang with them, and Mets the Mets couldn't even dream of hanging with them. So, uh, but and the Angels are an obvious pick. I think the Angels are an obvious pick to go out and get a shortstop. Uh, you know, Christian wants it to happen. All Angels fans, I would imagine, want it to happen. I think that if uh, I think the Correa on the Angels is a fantastic fit. You, I mean, that team would become would go from very okay to really good. You know, I think that, uh, I, yeah, I think that either Los Angeles or uh, the Braves would be two really good spots for any of the three big shortstops that are coming up right now that are going to be in free agency.
0: Uh, James,
3: I like this deal for the Giants for one reason only. It shows that they are willing to commit to the guys they won the World Series with. Uh, it, it, it's a good look for the organization. Like We will treat our older players well, so like when the younger guys come around, they can expect that sort of treatment as well. So I like that standpoint of it. The money, it's fine. It's below market value. I don't trust... Crawford going forward. He's having a great season. Don't get me wrong. But and Diego, you could probably you would probably agree with me on this. Do you really think if the Giants announced a two-year extension in February, you'd be a fan of it?
0: Um, You know, I'll answer that after you if you're done talking. because I don't want to influence you. Okay. You're going to be here in a second.
3: <laughs> well, Because if you look over the last three years, negative or not negative. Uh below average WRC plus, below average uh defensive runs saved as a as a shortstop. He was not the player he was when the Giants were contenders. So good for him for uh figuring it out and adjusting to becoming above average defensively and a having a great season at the plate, but he I don't think going forward he's that type of player. But you have him uh, on a below-market deal, so it's not going to kill you. It's only two years, and there isn't really a bad two-year deal because the first year of a deal is just the first year. And then the second year of that deal, well, it's an expiring deal. So, worst-case scenario, you can just let him go and he retires and he can retire as a giant, but it does make the organization look good. I really thought they were going to get Corey Seager that, Mm -hmm. uh, they keep stealing guys from the Dodgers front office. That's where Gabe Kapler was from. That's where Farhan Zaidi was from. So they were all very closely linked to the, the Dodgers' development of Corey Seager, especially with Gabe Kapler being their farm director when Corey Seager was one of the top prospects in baseball. So that those relationships exist. Now I don't think they'll go out and get a shortstop because they can just say, we have Brandon Crawford. I think this opens the door for a huge Chris Bryant deal because we saw when he was joining the giants that he was really excited to be there. Like okay. I think he was a Barry Bonds fan growing up. If he wasn't a giants fan, he was at least a huge Barry Bonds fan. So I think that's another reason why they extended Crawford just so they could keep Chris Bryant. And that's a good deal. You know, Chris Bryant's a great player and he can play a lot of positions. And I know that far and Kaplar value that and, They're players as for belt. I think he's gone. Uh, Posey. I believe he has a. I believe he has a team option. He does. So they're going to uh, use it. So he's not gone, Mm -hmm. but I think he's going to place play first base instead of Brandon belt. And Joey Bart's going to be the catcher of the future. So that is a tough loss um, emotionally for the Giants to see a piece from those World Series teams go. But that's just how it works, as
2: unfortunate as it is. You, You made a good point with Chris Bryant, frankly. Um, yeah, I totally forgot like they traded for him he is going to be a free agent and they do need the money to extend him and um these last couple of years they've been on every single free agent like every single big mm-hmm. name they were m- very much so in on Harper on Stanton on everyone and uh, so Brian is definitely that guy that I-, I have uh, no doubt in my mind they're extending him <clears throat> he made it obvious he wanted to be extended the moment he got traded yeah uh, but yeah you made a very good point with that
0: yeah, and kind of talking on a little bit. Um, so I love the steal mostly because I grew up watching Brandon Crawford. Like when I first got in, like started getting into baseball, like Brandon Crawford was like the guy. And so, and I also belts my, like one of my absolute favorite players. Uh, and I think they're going to keep belt too, um, just for the record. Uh, I think it's also really dependent on if the DH does come to the national league, that's going to be a huge player. Because Belt's really only problem in his career has been injuries. Because when he's healthy, he plays really, really good baseball. So, and also, um, I think I, I, I all of Giants fans wanted Corey Seager. That was always the connection. But um, the I think this Crawford deal makes a ton more sense. Because our top prospect, Marco Luciano, is a shortstop. And he should be ready by the, by the time this deal is up. So... Um, I like this deal, I think, more than a Corey Seager deal because Luciano, uh, he's in high A right now, um, but he, he's going to quickly move through the system. Like He hits absolute tank. I think he hit one like like 485 a couple days ago, uh, like opposite field, 485 as a shortstop. Like It was crazy. And so I, I like this deal a lot. Back in February, if you would have told me um, they're signing him to this deal for two years, I would have been fine with it. If uh, you told me back in February it was going to be for the money it was, I would have been like, that's kind of seems like an overpayment, but sure. Uh, but now it seems like a great deal. Um, I think Bart will be um, cash for the future once Posey's done. I think Posey's got two, three years left in him. Uh, I think there's a good chance they don't pick up the option, but they re-sign him for below what it's worth. Uh, as it's, this consensus around, you know, Giants Twitter as well, because Posey wants to be a Giant for life, too. He doesn't want to leave. Crawford didn't want to leave. Belt doesn't want to leave either, but he might just, you know, because if the Giants don't bring him back, plus the Giants don't really have anyone else to come in and play first, unless you want to stick Lamont Wade Jr. there full time, but he's not a natural first baseman. He's not great defensively either. But I don't know. We'll see.
2: I feel like Posey and Belt can platoon at first base rather well, but both of them are going to get paid like full time starters. So they either have to get a pay cut, or it's hard to want to sign Brandon Belt back as a platoon player full price. Right,
0: for sure. And I mean, uh, Posey hasn't played first all year this year. Mm-hmm. He ha- just has not been playing first. He takes um, like every th- uh, th- th- third day off. They've stuck very strict to that, and it's done him wonders. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it's really just if the if the DH does come to the national league, you can see Belt and probably Bart as a primary um, DH, you know, and then see they play in the field too. Okay, so either way, moving on um, past the Giants talk. Uh, we're going to inning seven. The Mets and the Red Sox are both in serious slides. The Mets have fallen all the way to third place after losing ten of their last fifteen. The Red Sox have lost 11 of their last 15. Which team is more likely to stop their current slide before it's too late? And we'll start with James.
3: All right. I'm going to say the Red Sox for two reasons. One, Chris Sale is back. He looked pretty good yesterday for someone who hadn't pitched in the majors in two years. So building him up to ideally be the ace of that rotation. That's huge for Boston. And I think he can, if any pitcher in baseball can do it, it's Chris sale just because he is a strikeout machine. I mean, he got eight strikeouts in five innings yesterday after not pitching in the majors in two years. Yeah. He's going to be just fine. Uh, And then the Mets' next 10 games, I believe, are, or I believe it's the next 10 games. But they have a series against the Giants. And then they have a series against the Dodgers in Los Angeles. And then they have a series against the Giants. So you're playing the two best teams in baseball, back to back, to back to back series. I think they're going to fall because of that series it's that's a tough stretch for any team to play those two and I don't envision them playing up to that competition
0: yeah it'll be it'll be tough for them for sure Uh, Christian
2: Uh, yeah both teams are in a really perilous situation right now and in entirely different situations uh, as James stated, the Red Sox just got Chris Sale back. He's a top three pitcher in baseball. He has been for quite some time. I've never wavered in that belief. Uh, and then they got Kyle Schwarber finally from the IL, and he's he is back to where he was with the Nationals' hitting tanks, walking a lot. He has been awesome. However, while their uh, next game games for the Mets are much harder. Um, the rest of the schedule going forward is a lot easier for the Mets. They're in a lot easier of a division. The Red Sox are in by far the hardest division. They have four teams well over 500. The best team in that division is probably Forest by run differential. Uh, so I don't know if they can necessarily um, stop enough to catch up just because how good those teams are. The Mets are not close to the Red Sox in talent. They are much worse of a team, but again, they have much worse of a division, uh, much worse to opponents. Um, yeah, I I see the Mets breaking out of this solely because I don't think Boston um has enough breathing room to break out, but the Mets do. The Mets the Mets can easily break out of this. They're gonna have Lindor and Bias back sooner or later, and yeah, I I have some faith in the Mets.
0: Fair points. Uh Jay Roy, what do you got? Yeah, Christian made, uh, and
2: uh
1: James, you both made some good points. I think that I'm going to go with the Red Sox here. I I trust them to get out of this a lot quicker because they have a much stronger lineup than than the Mets. The Mets the Mets offense is just downright bad and I think unless Pete Alonso and Conforto and Nimo and Lindor all kind of break out of like their Somewhat mediocre seasons relative to their own individual talent abilities. The at the same exact time, I think that that offense is going to just continue to, to scuttle a little bit. And another point is that Degrom is not coming back within the next couple of weeks the way they were kind of hoping. And Sale is coming back for the Red Sox, so I think that while the you know the Red Sox are getting their ace back and the the Mets. There you know they might not get theirs for a little while uh I'll also say that I think it I think that you know this next week the Red Sox and Yankees are gonna play, and I think we'll learn a lot more about how legit like if Boston is actually gonna be able to like mentally get through this this stretch and uh kind of persevere through it and I think that this series will be really telling for them uh I also think that uh I I don't know. I think with the Phillies starting to play better baseball and with the Braves just kind of underperforming their, like the Braves are still a decent ball club, you know, they are injured, but like, I, I don't like the, yes, the Mets have an easier division to go through, but if they're not that good themselves, that doesn't really matter, you know, I think. And so I, I don't know. I just trust the Red Sox a lot more. I think that they have way less holes and I'm, I'm as high on sale as anyone. I like, I mean, if he comes back and he's dealing like, I, I think the sky's the limit for them. Like I'm not, I'm not too worried about the Red Sox, If I was a Mets fan. I would be, I would be worried though.
0: Yeah, that's fair. uh, Fair points. And I think either one, you, you you all made very good points. Either team could really break out of it. It's just a matter of, you know, how the baseball gods decide it will be. And so I just want to throw this question out there real quick. Because we didn't every every time we do talk about it, uh, Tyler Gilbert threw a no hitter. Um, who who throws the next one? I just want a name. I want zero explanation from any of you. I'll give me a name and I'll give you points arbitrarily uh, based on that. So Christian, Otani perfect game. James,
3: Kevin Gossman perfect game. <laughs>
0: uh, J-Roy. Robbie Ray. I like that answer a lot actually.
1: All right. I, I, I could give a good explanation for it actually, but
0: I, I, yeah, I don't need it. Tight pants no. can have it. Uh, so yeah. So J Roy, uh, you've taken our uh, seventh inning stretch today. Uh, I, I would have given God some more points, but I feel like I already gave you a lot for it for the, the pandering. I like the Otani pick. I'll, but, I, uh,
1: I just, I would just like to say something really quick, you know, um, I, you know, I've been on like ten this week in baseballs, and so if you if you if you need to know, if you want to have any proof of the way Laz feels about me, I've been on like ten <laughs> this week in baseballs. I've not won a
0: single one. The first one with really? Diego,
1: <laughs> the first one with Diego, I win. So. Dude, I'm,
0: I'm undefeated <laughs> this season. I'm seven zero and one this season. Have you really never lost one that you've been on? Not this season. Last season I did. Oh, I tied I, one this year. But. I'm
3: batting uh three. I'm batting three thirty three. I'll I'll take it.
0: Solid. But yeah. So congrats to uh J Roy winning his first this week in baseball. Let's go. As, as we wrap up here, just you know, we'll do our quick what to watch for this week. Uh starting with J Roy since he won. So teams, players, what do you got? Yeah, I think
1: like I mentioned earlier, I think the Red Sox Yankees series is gonna shed a lot of light on some things in that division. Uh the Phillies play the Diamondbacks this week, so hopefully they can get they can get work done there and uh, continue to pad their record a little bit. The Mets play the Giants, which is going to be a tough mm-hmm. test for them. Uh, we might so we might see a little bit of a shift in the NL East standings over the, uh, the next week or so. Yeah.
0: Right. Uh, Christian, who are you watching?
2: <clears throat> I'm watching the Blue Jays. I said it prior. They've they've just been the hottest team, the funnest team to watch. Uh, they're going to be facing the Nationals coming up, so that feels like pretty easy wins. Manoa has just. He's really anchored that rotation for me, and Murillo's been awesome. Surprise.
0: He's been a great yeah, the, surprise this year.
2: It's also going to be a little uh, competition between the Tigers and the Angels, and that's always fun to make fun mm-hmm. of Scott. Um, we have a lot <laughs> of young pitching going off in that series. Detmers just had a really nice start tonight, but um, we have a lot of young pitching in that series, so I'm really excited to watch that.
0: I like Detmers a lot. It's a shame that his first few starts were against some of the best teams in the league. Yeah, th- three out of four
2: of the top uh, – WRC plus against uh, left-handed pitching. I yeah. think he's going to be
0: so good. I'm so excited to watch five him innings uh,
2: one run tonight against the Astros of all teams. I Love was that. really happy with Demers. He was Love he that. was a beast tonight.
0: All right, James, who, who are you watching?
2: I'm watching the
3: Padres and the Reds because that is this. a close chase. Mm-hmm. The Padres have to go to Colorado. That's not easy. The Rockies, for some reason, are a good home team this year. For some reason, road.
0: I could never guess why. It's. Just, yeah, I mean, do it it, I've done
3: the trip to Colorado and back in a short span. It can take a toll on your body. That is not an sure. easy trip. And then they have to play the Phillies, and the Phillies are a hot team right now. The Reds, they play the Cubs. The Cubs don't want to win. so And then they play the Marlins. All those games are in Cincinnati. I think now is the time for the Reds to really say, we're gonna go for this wild card spot, and I think it would be hilarious if the Padres fall out.
0: I I agree. I would love to see the Padres kind of tinker away here, the second second half crash. But yeah, all very good series. Padres, that's definitely something to keep an eye on for wild card implications. So yeah, that wraps us uh, wraps our our day up here. Um, so you can know where to find us on our socials. Our Twitter is Diamond underscore Digest, Instagram Diamond.Digest, website Diamond-Digest. We're very consistent here at Diamond <laughs> Digest. Uh, so for uh, j James, and Christian, I have been your uh, guest host today, Diego Frigacarino. So long. Have a good week watching baseball. And as always, go baseball. Go baseball. Go baseball.
2: Go baseball. Max Stassi, best catcher in the league. All right.